everyone. This is Esther chapter 7, uh, part 3 of our study through the book of Esther. And um, if you remember that as we were going through chapter 7, this is where Haman uh, gets killed. Uh, he plans his revenge and it flops on him. And uh, he gets hanged for it. Uh, the gallows that he made that was designed for Mordecai was ended up being, he ended up being the one hanging on it because uh, he didn't realize that his plot against Mordecai was also against the queen. And uh, we talked about how we needed to um, use like kind of lessons from um, the fall of Mordecai. And uh, we talked about yesterday how success and riches can be gone in the moment. How uh, he, Mordecai, had all of the success, uh, but in the end, it did not do him any good because he wasn't able to take it with him. He lost everything, and uh, and it was and that was it for him. So today, we're going to look at two other points. We're going to look at how the wicked will always end in ruins, and also don't plan evil against one another. So we'll start with that first one. The wicked will always end in ruins. Uh you remember how I just said that Haman had all the success. He had all of the success in life, and it was it didn't take long before he uh, lost it all. Uh, the, his temporary success in this life is uh, is something I'm sure even Mordecai probably wondered what happened uh, in the end of chapter two when he Mordecai saves the king and nothing was done for him. Also, if Mordecai gets promoted, I'm sure he probably thought to himself. Why was this guy promoted and not me? And especially since this guy is so, so wicked, uh, there was a, you know, Mordecai had not just a, didn't respect him for who he is, but he uh, didn't respect even the family. Uh, there was like, we talked about how the genealogy played into his hatred towards one another. Uh, but Haman, uh, his temporary success uh, did not help him when he needed the most. He lost it all in an instant, and he trusted in his own uh, status, uh, and none of it, none of those things came to him when it mattered the most. When he needed saving, none of the things that he gave his life for uh, saved him. Um, his way of life without God essentially amounted to nothing. And it's easy even for us when we see people that are wicked and they become successful. Uh, there is a natural temptation to wonder why would God allow such a person to be successful? Why would God allow evil people to be to thrive so much in this life? And you know the Bible even speaks to that. Um, I've been quoting a lot of Proverbs lately, and that's intentional because the Book of Proverbs tells us how to live a godly and a wise life. Proverbs 23 verse 17: Do not let your heart envy sinners, but live in the fear of the Lord always. Surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. And this is a warning here that uh, those that are very wealthy, that are wicked, don't envy the, those types of people. Uh, they may have all that they want in life. They may um, be able to uh, get everything at, uh, at an, in an instant. They may be able to have influence over the world. They may be even oppressing you. Um, but don't envy that. Don't envy the position they have because that eventually those things will fail them. Proverbs 24, verse 1, Do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them, for their minds devise violence and their lips talk of trouble. Um, another example, Proverbs 24, verse 
19 to 20. Do not fret because of evildoers, or be envious of the wicked, for there will be no future for the evil man. The land of the wicked will be put out. So this is assurance that we have as Christians that even if wicked people um, are successful, whether they are in your life, uh, people that are um, that gets the promotion when they don't work as hard, or um, people that uh, get more attention uh, just because of some uh, vain thing that they have, you have to be wise and understand that these things, the thing that they have, the thing that they uh, were able to acquire in this life because of these uh, skill sets or whatever, um, they'll perish, uh, especially those that are wicked. You know, they're wicked people that can get to where they are um, by making compromises. Uh, and as Christians, we need to understand that our value in Christ um we need to just basically see our value in being a Christian as as as, a, as itself. Uh, don't you don't want other things to, to to deter that your identity is in Christ. The wicked people they build their hope and their success on sand, um, uh, and we know that if we place our faith in Christ, uh, then our foundation is on solid rock. And understand, wicked people will have their day in judgment. Um, even if they're safe and secure in this life, eventually uh, the Lord will have their way with them. I mean, this will happen when Christ talked about the parable between the <coughs> the poor uh, the poor man and Lazarus, right? Like poor the poor man was uh, was like trying to just eat. he couldn't even have scraps, uh, but the rich man was had all of these different things, and he you know, treated people poorly. And then at the end, they uh, the parable speaks of the rich going to the hell, and then the poor going. Uh, to heaven, the poor man going to heaven. There's this contrasting that, that that in this life, even if you have all that you want in this life, eternity is so much longer. You know, so what you, we have in Christ is a is a is of eternal significance, and it should cause us to have great joy no matter what happens in this life. Even if uh, the wicked prosper, it's okay because we have Christ. Some of you again uh, will know people who are successful uh, because of the compromises they make, just pray for them. Don't be envious of their success. Don't follow after their footsteps. Um, this is why Psalm chapter 1, verse 1, tells us, uh, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditates day and night night he will make he will be like a, a tree firmly planted by streams which yields fruit yields a fruit in season and his leaf does not wither as and and in whatever he does he prospers there is um a, a, a longevity in being a believer even though in the moment in time you may not see it uh, but god is working through your life and even the wicked and there's going to be a destiny for both uh, and even in Psalm chapter 1, verse 4, the wicked are not so, but they are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in, in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the God, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So don't envy wicked people, even if they become successful. Continue living faithfully before the Lord and know that uh, you'll be honored by that. Um, that you'll be rewarded for your faithfulness. And part of that faithfulness means that you don't want to follow the path of wicked people just so you can have their success, just so you can be in the same pedestal as them. But 
but find your identity in Christ and in Him alone. So that's the second point: the wicked will always, uh, the wicked will always end in ruins. And third point is don't plan evil against one another. Haman uh, spent his whole time planning against uh, God's people. Right? Remember in the beginning of uh, chapter six, uh, he wanted to see the king. Because he had his idea, or rather he was given this idea of, the, of just hanging uh, Mordecai in these gallows. And uh, at the end of chapter 6, his family and, and friends were telling him that you cannot beat Mordecai, you're going to lose. And um, his plot eventually turned on him when uh, Queen Esther, in the beginning of chapter 7, started using the same language as the edict that was used to kill the Jews. And Mordecai was horrified. Um, his evil plan was turned against him. Uh, Haman plotted against people that were not only God's people, but that these were people made in the image of God. And God sees this type of um, plotting against people as wickedness. Uh, this, is not, this is something that we need to um, be mindful of in our, in, in our own heart. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 29 says, Do not devise harm against your neighbor while he lives securely besides you. Uh, Proverbs 6, verse 12 to 15. A worthless man, a wicked man, is one who walks with a perverse mouth, who winks with his eye, who signals with his feet, who points with his finger, who with perversity in his heart continually devises evil, who spreads strife. And even the minor prophets, uh, they're people uh, that, that spends their time, their, their, their night planning evil. Uh, and that's, these things are offensive to the Lord. Um, you must understand that whenever, whenever you think about any type of um, a revenge, any type of uh, going, uh, finding a way to hurt someone back, that's that's considered uh, planning against planning evil against someone. Um, and what is interesting is that even the, the Psalm 57 speaks of people that decide to plan evil. Um, Psalm 57 verse. 5 and 6, and I think this is exactly what happened to Mordecai. Psalm 57, verse 5 6. Uh, Be exalted uh, above the heavens, O God. Let your glory, glory be above all the earth. They have repaired a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They dug a pit before me. They themselves fallen into the midst of it. Selah. So it's interesting that like this is exactly what happened to him because he planned for the destruction of the Jews and the thing that uh, he gets killed by is the same thing that he is the same device that he used um, or he wanted to use against the Jews um, and this is how sometimes the Lord um, in his sovereign plan flips uh, people their plan against them it's it's like um, there was a there was a man, I think around some sometime before 9/11. There was a terrorist guy. Well, I guess at the time it was known as terrorist. There was this, there was this Middle Eastern guy that boarded a plane. And this before 9/11, uh, people were a lot more lenient in terms of uh, security checks. So he actually placed a bomb inside his own underwear, and he didn't. Uh, he somehow got through. Uh, the, the TSA thing, uh, I think he decided to do a pat down instead of the metal detector thing. But again, pre 9 11 days, things were a lot, uh, uh lenient. Uh, but when he got onto the plane, he decided to detonate the bomb, but it, it didn't work. 
instead it just caught his pants on fire. And literally, he was liar, liar, pants on fire. He, he told his whole pants was fire, and then all of a sudden, like, uh, security and people on the plane had to just subdue him, and he gets arrested for it. Um, his plot against Americans failed, and this is kind of like what happened to Haman. He planned, and it didn't work out. It, 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 weren't, it worked against him. How, what about us in our life? We may not be people planning murder against one another, but there are subtle ways in which we, we either plan or we act, we act in wickedly against one another. Sometimes it's just we make these uh, comeback jokes, you know, like someone insults us and we think of a, a line to insult them back. Or sometimes it's bitterness. You know, you, um, you harvest bitterness in your heart and you replay in your mind all the things that they've done wrong and you're just waiting for the opportunity to strike back. Uh, in some cases, other people maybe have clicks. You know, you try to form friends uh, so that you and, and never invite this one person that hurt you. You, you make uh, different pockets of people, and you intentionally never invite certain individuals. Um, it's not even an accident. It's a deliberate act, like saying, I don't want to be involved with this person, and I'm going to make sure that person never gets into my life in any shape, way, or form. So I'm going to build all my friends and my networks of friends around uh, me and make sure, making sure that these people never cross over to uh, this other person's life. You know, building cliques in the church is 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 a form of planning evil against one another because that's not what Christians are called to be. We're called to be one body. Other times we um, we plan evil against another against one another in the way that we talk about them. We talk behind their back. We gossip about them. We slander. These are all things that, in God's eyes, are evil. Uh, these are things that uh, are, are that you know are enough for us to be thrown into hell for. So we need to take serious um, precaution in terms of the way that we think about one another. Uh, you may not uh, be murdering one someone, but in the way that you think about them, in the way that you uh, think about, oh, if I see that person, I'm not going to talk to them. Or if that person walks down the hallway, I want to make sure I I don't. And I mean, we can't walk down hallways now because of this whole situation. But you know, when the time comes, if there's any bitterness, sometimes people plan like uh, not to go to first service or go to second service so they don't, so they can avoid someone. These, these are all acts of evil. Um, as Christians, that this should not define us in the way that we think. Um, in fact, in First Samuel 24, this should be a familiar story for all of us. This is when Saul was chasing after David, and there was this little uh, incident where um, King Saul was hiding in a cave, and he was basically using the restroom. And deeper in the cave, David was in there and he was hiding. And then some of his people said, oh, look, here's a time where the Lord has given <coughs> Saul into your hands. Go and kill him. And um, and David decided to uh, cut part of Saul's uh, um, cape or his uh, yeah, part of his uh, cape and uh, part of his gown. And he even felt bad about that. First Samuel 24, verse 13, it said, As the proverb of the ancient, as David speaking, Out of the wickedness come for the wickedness, but my hand shall not be against you. After whom has the king of Israel come out? Whom are you pursuing? A dead dog, a single flea? The Lord, therefore, be judge and decide between you and me, and may, to, and may he see and plead my cause and deliver me from your hand. And when David had finished speaking these words, Saul said, Is your voice is this your voice, my son David? Then Saul lifted up his voice and wept. He said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have dealt well with me. 
while I have dealt wickedly with you. See, as a Christian, even when people are plotting evil against us, one of the things that we must never do is to take uh, revenge. Um, We've said this a lot of times, um, but one of the verses, one of the chapters that I I just always go back to is Romans chapter 12. Um, Romans chapter 12, verse 17, Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. And this is not just people in the church or outside the church, but this, this is anyone and everyone. Respect what is right in the in the sight of all men, if possible. So, so far it depends on you. Be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, beloved. But leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, "Vengeance is mine; I will repay," says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him; and if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you'll heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome; do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. As we look in our own life. Even though we may, again, we might not be plotting evil, but sometimes in our jealousy and our anger, we, we plan in our hearts things that we would do or say if we had the opportunity. And even those thoughts itself, it's enough for us to be thrown into hell. So I hope uh, that we are not like Haman, uh, that we're not like people that like to uh, plan evil against people just because of our own pride and our own selfishness. If, you, if that's you, you need to put that off. Take that out of your life and put on a heart of humility and um, and even a heart of service. Be willing to serve those that are mean to you. Okay, that's enough for today. Uh, to summarize um, lessons that we've learned from the life of Haman, first, success and riches can be gone in an instant. Second, the wicked will always end in ruins. Third, don't plan evil against one another. And tomorrow, we'll finish our last one, that God is always there. Thanks for listening. I will see you guys tomorrow.